Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hi. I'm Johnny, writer and narrator of the Magnus Archives. And I'm Sasha. I play Georgie Barker on the Magnus Archives and I write What the Ghost. And we've launched a games company. When we're not at Rusty Towers doing spooks, we create role-playing games as MacGuffin and Company. Each month, we put out a new world for you and your friends to explore using any role-playing system you like. They're full of places to go, people to meet and secrets to learn, as well as a juicy mini-campaign to play through. Hunt ghosts through space with harpoons. Ride a steam train through a psychedelic hellscape. Our settings are bite-sized and bizarre. And they're available in screen-reader-friendly, accessible formats. You can find all of our free games at mcguffinandcompany.com. And you can get more settings and goodies by supporting us on Patreon. Our first Patreon-exclusive micro-setting is Not Far to Bermuda. It's a fun cruise. And has been for 294 days and counting. Check it out at patreon.com forward slash mcguffinandcompany. That's patreon.com forward slash mcguffinandcompany. Thanks so much for listening. And enjoy the show. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Nathaniel M, L Adams, Ezra Bow, Lionel Ambrose, 
Taylor Leverskew, Layla, Fatal Drum, Alexis, Nola Girl, Corm, Jason Green, Zephyrix, Andrew Wilson, Smith, Bobby Brill, Gregory Craddock, Jonathan Basil, Ruth Jones, Noman, Rhiannon Hundley. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Rusty Quill and take a look at our rewards. Welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Bryn Monroe. And Helen Gould. It's feeling a bit light, but it's the first of the... Alex, 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 this is season three, and I can't help but notice that you haven't put half the party in the room. Oh, well, about that. Yeah, gone now. So... No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. When, no, it's when fine. last, last time I was here... That's true. They were trapped in the past. We were all in the episode. I assumed that would continue. Yeah, that hasn't happened. Just so, so you know, we so have no idea at this moment. Listeners all know what's happening. You two... We've got no idea! Information oh, blackout. Oh yeah, because they've been recording stuff without us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So listeners have now listened to the entirety of... I assume they were, we were having the, the, the exciting adventure of them coming back to the present, Alex. Well, who knows? Maybe if we can get I'm this intro done, I'll, I'll they spontaneously teleport in going, goodness me, what an exciting adventure with no ramifications whatsoever. I mean, they could be downstairs and I could be <laughs> yeah. just playing they with the audience. In the room, being very, very quiet. Who knows? I mean, that's <laughs> extremely unlikely. Ah, um, yes. But no, so we have completed all of this sort of Rome... Is it a prologue, mid-log? Um, but we are now entering into the final season. The season end game four. season. Where once there were four... No, no, end games yeah, trademark, that's... trademarked. So I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead to, you know, recapping you, which is you made it back from Spook's Rome, as in literally like some other horrific plane into central Rome, which is just generic spooky instead of hyper spooky. Oh, yeah. You made it out with all hostages, which was good. Yeah. Woo uh, for the hostages. Grizzop left behind. Sasha left behind. <sighs> Eldarion left behind. But well, we worked, something we different worked happened out to Eldarion. Happened to you have managed to sort of decode what happened, which is that Azu basically just failed the party. Um, Why are you like this? Alexander? Uh, Einstein has, has been useful, unlike every other NPC yeah, that I've ever created. Einstein's the freaking best. And you all are stacked up with your recent pack. I can remind you what's in there if you need, but I don't think you do. I've written it down. Good. I think in I did which case, well. then, uh, among other things, you all levelled. Yeah, Ooh, level eight, yeah. baby. So what, what did we get in our levelling? I nearly got 69 hit points, but I decided to go a bit better. I got 70, but it would have oh, been, been very nice. That's not, yeah, but it's not nice, is it? It's I 70. Know. I got a not nice number of hit points. Anything else? I hit harder now Good. because of my sadness. <laughs> and, um... You do have a mournful act, so the sadder your life becomes, the harder you hit. <laughs> The louder the wailing. <laughs> Channel it into your rage. Yes. Oh, you took a leveling barbarian. I didn't know. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, any other abilities that you gained? No, I ju- I just got better at all the stuff I already that's, have. That's a perfectly honest. legitimate yeah. leveling. How about you, Hamid? Yeah, not much to say about this level. I got 
slightly better at a bunch of the stuff I already do. And I got a new spell. Slightly off the wall See, choice. I don't, I don't know what you've picked yet. It's, called, discussing it, but I don't know. it's called Rainbow Pattern. Good choice. Ooh. Good um, choice. We like that spell. It, I mean, it seems like it's pretty similar to what the Squizzers were casting against Sasha back in Rome. Because it basically creates a hypnotic pattern of lights and whoever the spell works on can't do anything except stare. That does sound like what happened to Sasha. Stare into it. It can affect multiple people. There's some rules about that. <laughs> rules happen. And uh, then... <laughs> if I cast it, if it works, we'll get into the yeah, rules in more detail. Absolutely. But basically, yeah, so a bunch of people stop doing whatever they're doing and stare at the pretty lights, unless you threaten them. If you threaten them, it instantly stops. So it allows us to run away, basically. Yeah, but it can also, I can like make it float away and lead them off, which is quite a nice <laughs> Does it work touch. on rats? I assume so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to rewrite the campaign. <laughs> so... We are going to pick up pretty much where we left off at the end of... Oh, my... It's so long! God, ages. And it's been even longer for listeners because I've inserted some specials, so... It's been quite a long time for us as well. Yeah, Yeah. it has. Mm. So, you have had your info download from Einstein. Yeah, which wasn't super helpful. He tries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does try. At the moment, though, you are in the situation where you've had all the info and we're like, cool, so should we go to Cairo, I guess? So Yeah, yeah the deal you was haven't... kind of Cairo. Anyone who didn't want to keep adventuring to stay in Cairo yeah. and we'd take further stock of the situation. And then he said he'd take us to Curie so we can try and find out what went wrong with yes. the Everything. plane shift spell to see if there's a way to rescue and also, like, Grizzop Curie and was, Sasha. Curie was like leading the resistance against the Yeah, the meritocrats are having a... Convocation to decide what to do. Convocation, nice. It's not my, not, not, my, not my first fantasy novel. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to jump in kind of a bit mushily rather than a hard in. What Mostly is your current we, game We want to find out what's going on. Yeah. So your first way of doing that is... Didn't you want to go and check on your family? Yeah, I mean, I need yeah. to take... Well, I mean... Oh, yeah, you take your brother my back. My brother is still a child and his twin oh. is older than him. So that's going to be weird for them both. I mean, we've been gone 18 months... Wow. So we should probably go see my family. Oh, no. <gasps> they'll have all like been mourning you. Yeah, probably. So heading to Cairo first, then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll invite everyone to come and stay at my family's house because that's yeah. what I'm like. So I'm um, but obviously, you know, people may want to go to their own homes and stuff. I'm going to want to check in at the Temple of Aphrodite and see who's still around. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So Einstein takes the two of you aside a little bit just before this and goes. So um, what? Oh, it's been so long. I don't, there he is. Hello. <laughs> So I, you know, don't panic, Kairos. It's pretty beaten up now. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's not you many said people. It's slightly, it's safe, but it's been sort of in the on the front of the war. You know what? It's just going to be easier to show you. Okay. But don't freak out. Okay. If you can't find people straight away, you, just don't, you just gotta learn how to look. Okay. Okay. Einstein's okay. got you covered. Okay. Okay. But just, we're all chill. No yeah. promises. We'll, tr- we'll try, chill. Professor. Cool. I can't take everyone at once because, you know, there's a lot of people. So I'm going to have to make a, a few trips here. Oh, okay. Do you want to go first or do you want to go last? You could go in the middle if you want, but, you know. Hmm. Well, I'd like to... I know a safe s- place to arrive. Stay with my okay. brother, but probably best if either me or Azu stays until the last trip. Yeah, I'll stay and make sure nothing goes wrong. Or... Okay, well, uh, take me first and I'll make sure that where okay. we go is safe too. Okay, cool. Yeah. In that case, uh, let's go. All right. He goes into the central room. And then in a really, I'm not going to appear, he's really not good at taking charge of a situation. <laughs> so instead of it being like, you, you, you with me, then you're all next, then you're all next, form a queue. It's more like, I mean, so if everyone, like, I, if everyone, like, 
buddy up. And I, then I will do that. Exactly. As soon as I see him struggling, I will step in and, and manage. Yeah, cool. In which case, then, I am going to just jump ahead a little bit rather than separate and stagger it out because yeah. it doesn't really need to happen. Einstein begins teleporting people out. Among other things, you notice that he seems to be using some kind of magical ring or something. Most likely, he's been given it to help him in doing this because he's... Let's put it this way. Even for Einstein, he's teleporting a lot of people, mm. like quite far from central Rome. So he's getting help somewhere, but yeah, he begins shuttling people. To make it really easy, he shuttles you into what appears to be a slightly beaten up Egyptian-style waiting room. It's quite sandy floors, benches and so on. It has a few cots up against the wall. You don't hear the sounds of any activity outside. You hear certain sounds of maybe there's a storm going on outside or something. But beyond that, it's a very, very, how do I put it, gentle start. It's not a deliberately featureless room, but it's clear that this is where he's been teleporting to and from. There's some more, like, evidence of him stockpiling stuff and blah, 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 blah. So unless you immediately wander off, no, he, no. he shuttles everyone back in mm-hmm. and then encourages everyone to have another sit and chill out on the cots, and then he comes over to you too. Okay, so... Good news. Mm-hmm. Not in Rome! Because Rome's the worst! True, that is a, well, good, yeah, we, we, a good part. Well, not a great time there. So welcome home, sort of. Okay. Just best to just get it over with, Professor. We've got to face the brave new world. As he goes over to the nearest door and just opens it, you find yourself looking at a quite severely sandy set of stairs leading up to where there's clearly a storm going on. Oh, oh, I gave you um gear, sand gear. You may want to give uh, it a go. Okay, everybody, time to bundle up. All right. And I start oh, I wouldn't it on. take everyone straight away. You might want to see the lay of the land first. Oh. I'm going. Uh, okay. Right. Goggles on. Yep. Yep. Scarves up. <laughs> he starts heading up the stairs. There's a big building up of sand. There's a pair of sort of double, what they call storm, you know, like a storm basement. Storm cellar. Storm cellar style. Mm. He throws those open. It takes a lot of help. He needs Basically, he needs help from Azu because yeah. it's been piled up a little bit. Turns out he doesn't really use doors that much. Who knew? <laughs> Just teleports to the other side. Well, wait, what's, what's, what's the point, you know? <sighs> it's really heavy. There's a big sand build-up. A lot sure. of sand sort of pours in a little bit and he, he climbs up. There is a minor sandstorm happening. It's not horrendous. It's not mm. like blowing Hamid away like when he first arrived at Cairo. <laughs> but also, give me a perception check, both of you. Okay. Oh, my brand new perception score. Mm. 19. 17. Both of you take a moment to recognise where you are. You appear to be in one of the guard houses of Hamid's family estate which has been completely reclaimed by desert. There are tracks of sand across the lawns. The railings around the outside are still there. The building's intact. A couple of broken windows, but it has been heavily reclaimed by the elements. Sand, a few of the trees have blown over and so on, and you notice that the front gates are chained up. Einstein sort of turns to you and then gestures towards the main building. Oh, um... Okay. It's a little hard going, but he gets you up towards the front doors. And then he um, takes a moment and gives a basically a strange knock, a pattern knock. And also, it's not like a do 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 do. It takes about thirty seconds. It's almost like someone has done it 
properly. <laughs> and he seems to be getting it right. You know, he hasn't been like, oh, uh. There's no activity for a while. And then he gestures for you to follow him again. And then he starts heading round the back of the building. Sure. Are any of the others with us, by the way? Einstein strongly advised you to keep the others in the guardhouse. Well, so, I mean, to some degree, it's up to them. Did any of them... I mean, mm-hmm. Vezik seemed like the most Vezic, likely to want Vezic to come with us. stepped forward and was like, that's fine, holding the sword. He's like, yeah, I'll kill anyone that comes down here, no worries. Well, oh, what about Ed? Didn't we get... We got Ed back as well. Oh, I mean, my Ed's, gosh. Ed's basically part of the party. Uh, we don't understand the difference between a PC and an NPC. <laughs> Do you want Ed with you? you yeah. Can go either way. Cool, Ed's with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna retcon that easily. Yeah, that's fine. He's yeah. with you. He's feeling a bit overwhelmed. He's not panicking. He's just like this is all a lot. I agree, Ed. I agree. <laughs> so uh, I send takes you around the back of the building to what is effectively a servant's entrance, kitchen style, and then gives a different knock, and then the door opens and he steps in and gestures for you all to come in. You find yourself in the the main kitchen for yeah. the Tahan residence with someone you have you don't recognise at all. Although the outside looks abandoned and windswept and blah, 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 the interior seems to actually be in comparatively decent nick. Like, the kitchen's held together. Something is currently cooking. That's uh, a good sign. And yeah. Einstein starts choking off his stuff. as like, oh, right. Your place looks well manky on the outside, but it's actually all right on the inside. Who lives here? This is where my family lives, Ed. Oh, okay, cool. So, or used to. Uh, That's Einstein, a good question. Einstein takes a moment, talks Arabic to. Oh no, everyone does everyone speak Arabic? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, Ed probably doesn't. Ed, Ed doesn't. <laughs> you know what? Ed really doesn't. <laughs> Ed doesn't even speak foreigner British person abroad, which is loud and slow. <laughs> um, so in in Arabic, Einstein's like, so I'm gonna lead them in slowly. Just you know, can everyone give us a little bit of space? I don't want to overwhelm them. The uh, kid maybe 18 seems to be wearing sort of plain clothes a lot of pockets and so on looks has this kind of militia vibe about him mm. sort of gives a salute and then backs up to the uh, this, back this door this is the servant who opened the door yeah you don't recognise them yeah you, they, they are a complete stranger to you are they a halfling? halfling? they are not okay Ooh. Okay. they are human sure okay come on then Einstein starts leading you out of the kitchen in towards the sort of main atrium which is actually a, a hive of quiet activity there are a few people at desks sort of writing. There's a couple of people having a hush, you know, communique exchange and blah, blah, blah. And it becomes really apparent that the Tahan residence has become retrofitted into some kind of, like, apparently base. abandoned, yeah. but, like, base. Yeah. But not in, like, a you don't see loads of armed guards tramping <laughs> around. It has more the idea of, like, you know, maybe administrative... Bureaucracy. Espionage, who knows. But it's Ooh. quite quiet. It has a more... Here, you, here's a reference for you. World War Two. You know the whole Enigma machine thing. Oh, yeah. Bletchley, of, Bletchley Park. Bletchley Park. That's yep, the word. Yep. It has a Bletchley Park vibe. Everyone's quite quiet. And... Is Alan Turing going to turn up? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're a bit early for Alan Turing, but oh, yeah. why, true, why true. not? But yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you know classic Alex to just throw in characters from all over history. So yeah, there's this quiet activity, and you see that they've been using your furniture. They haven't brought in external stuff. So sure. you're seeing these people who are like sat typing and so on in a big and again mostly plush. humans, most mostly humans. But you do see a few halflings as good, well kicking around. At some point, you do notice a couple of halflings that you definitely recognise as servants of yours. Once upon a time, are they the ones that we were like hanging out with when we were all getting drunk? Oh god! See, this will mean nothing to Helen or Bryn. 
but the natural one dice continues to deliver. I have a dice I roll specifically for natural ones now. <laughs> uh, they don't notice you two. They're, they're, they oh. seem to be busy in some capacity. Um, are the people in the house, halfling and human, Egyptian, European, uh, in appearance? A complete mix. Okay. There seems to be... Nah, in fairness, I say a complete mix. There seems to be slightly more Egyptian than non-Egyptian, but it is a complete... Melting pot, international spice. Yeah, like there is no, there is no predominant thing. Okay. Maybe slightly Egyptian, just because like a couple of the servants that you recognise and so on have tipped that scale a sure. little bit. But it isn't, it isn't predominantly one sort of. But there, there are people who look European around. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, Einstein's kind of, he kind of takes this hushed voice and goes, "Okay, cool. So I'm going to take you to a room. I'm going to give you a little bit more info. Then we're going to meet Curie. Okay." Oh, uh, I, I was hoping some of my family might be around, Professor. This is what the little room's for, OK? OK. OK. okay. You should tell us that as soon as possible. This is what the little room's for. Hamid, this is what the little room's for, I promise you. Hamid reaches out to Azu and, like, holds hands if she'll let, let him. Absolutely. As you're walking, I was like, oh, I just realised, big faux pas, everyone's fine. OK. Oh. OK. Everyone's absolutely oh. fine. Oh, God. I am so bad oh. at this, you know? Uh, yes. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, you're a lot of fine uh, too. They're well out of it. Good. Yeah, it's okay. all good. It's all good. Sorry, you know, I bury the lead sometimes, you know? Is, I mean, all right. Well, okay. also, they, they probably think we're, we're dead. dead. Oh, yeah, everyone thinks we're dead. Okay. Uh, which reminds me, please don't make a big scene. People will react. Okay, cool. We all good for the little room. He brought you upstairs sure. to. Just, let's just do it. Let's just cool. take yep. us. Okay, there. takes you into what used to be your brother's bedroom. Which brother? Um, the drunk your, one? Basically, yes. Salah. Salah, yeah. Leads you in, closes it. You see that there's still a sort of bed in there, but there's also a bunch of crates and stuff as well. Okay. So, your family? So Cairo, you know, gets a lot of refugees and so on, but the actual city is mostly kind of gone because of the weather. People have moved away. Yeah, so refugees sort of come in through Cairo. You know, it's a good place to, to meet, but you can't really live here anymore. So everyone heads further inland, you know? But up up the river. I mean, pretty much anywhere as long as it's inland. Okay. The the river gets a lot of the traffic. Anywho, your family they they've already moved further inland. Okay. But they they donated this estate to basically to Curie, you know, to help out with all the Okay, all the stuff okay. and it's a pretty it's a pretty cool base I mean no one looks for us you know the place is pretty much abandoned around here so this is actually it's kind of comfy cosy you know they had me teleporting in lots of stuff instead of people that was kind of boring but you know as a result it's pretty cool Curie doesn't know you're here yet sure well, how could she so there's a reason that I'm asking you to wait here so I can tell her and then we'll see okay why would it matter why does she know who we are I mean, I met her before. Yeah, they have history. Oh. I mean, not much, but... Well, also, she's now apparently living in my family's house. Hey, it's super weird, you know? Mm. Baby steps. I mean, maybe you could answer this question before we meet her, oh, cool, Professor. Cool, cool, um, cool. You know, my, my, my sister, who was sort of in charge of the family when, when I left, mm-hmm. was... Was, you know, one of... Was an aide to Apophis. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it feels like a a big step to then donate one's house to the to one of the leaders of the Harlequins. But maybe that distinction isn't so important anymore? Is Apophis still around? 
Well, you said the meritocrats are still... Sort of, yes. Alive, sort they of, been no. Doing much. Again, I really would rather hand this over to Curie. You're kind of... Okay. You're kind of stressing me okay. out here. Okay. Right, sure. sure. It's all okay. It's all okay. I promise you. Um, okay. Right. Einstein heads out and gives you both a, a moment of peace. It's not all okay. And Ed. And Ed, sorry, <laughs> yeah. He's still here. Ed's still there. For what it's worth, Ed's actually been quite quiet. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah. I still, still want to ask Curie about the spell. and. So who's Curie? Curie was the head of the university at Prague, probably the most knowledgeable and intelligent wizard in the world. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, but I mean, also Friedrich, so, you know. Who's that? Oh, I should check in on him. Oh, it's been ages. It has, yes. He might be, like, in charge of the church now. Hmm. Uh, who, who's... Where? Oh, Friedrich. You like Friedrich, he's good. Okay. Okay. Who? Ed now just starts chatting about Friedrich for a while unless you stop him. No, I'll... <sighs> it passes the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stressed. Yeah. Mm. I might go back to holding out as his hand again if she'll let for me. For Helen's benefit, just so you know, Friedrich was basically Ed's handler. Oh! Uh, his almost babysitter. Oh! Because Ed technically isn't a paladin yet. He's kind of a paladin in training. The last oh. bit is to do your pilgrimage to Rome, and then he got lost. Well, he's completed that now, so now he's a new Technically, paladin. yes! Yeah! So now he's a paladin. Uh, at some point, he realises, going, Oh, whoa! That's crazy! <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah! Well done. Einstein finally makes it back, going, Okay, she's super happy to see you. Oh, Really? Okay. Well, I mean, everyone thought you were dead. Sure, I let's, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, okay, cool. He leads you across to what used to be briefly Sayira's office. Kind of knocks and then gestures for you to go in. I should probably... H- Hamid has prestigitated on the way so that he's looking his absolute <laughs> best. He summons up summons up some I, uh, composure. I, I mean, I, you can go in without me, right? Like, Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, I suppose so. I'll be round. I'm going to go just start, you know... Bringing people into the house from the from the guard That's house. That's a good idea. Yeah, uh, but I need to let everyone know that I'm about to bring thirty people into the house. You know. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, eight. Yeah. Einstein leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Do you head in? Of course. I'd probably knock first. Cool. I want to go right in there without knocking. <laughs> I mean, I, so I, I, I will literally go, go to not. I mean, partly it's just a force of habit because this used to be my dad's office, and my dad is scary. Oh, scary! Yeah. Or at least he was when I was a kid yep. and messing up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> As he just wants to get to the next terrible thing, yeah. so she just like pushes both the doors open. Sure. Curie sees you and uh, stands. Well, I don't believe we've met. Okay, Curie, in a nutshell, for Helen's benefit. Spoilers, like, Helen helped put me onto this as a phrase. <laughs> Curie is Helen Mirren from Red, in terms of looks. That's pretty much mentally what I've got going. But in the sort of no-nonsense clothing, like, graying hair, but held back practically and so on. Mm-hmm. She has heavy, heavy wear on her face, though. She's a 50 with city miles. Ooh. She's been having a rough time of it. You also notice, Hamid, that there is a fresh scar running from her ear to the middle of her chin on the left-hand side of her face. And she also appears to be favouring the other side of her body a little bit. Sure. Well, I can't say it's a pleasure to see you again after everything that's happened, but I'm. Einstein tells me you've been uh, doing some very good things, so thank you for that. Would you humour me if I ask you a couple of incredibly important questions quickly and then I will answer any question that you have? 
Seems fair. Did Eldarion make it back? No. Kiri stops, turns round, and for a moment, it's like looking at your father again, stood looking out of what's left of the mostly shuttered window across the sands. Re- reading someone's emotions from their yeah, featureless like, back. Yeah, like proper flashback yeah. moment to you as a child holding a broken vase as your father looks out over the, over the grounds, flashback in. She turns round. Azu gets a sense motive because Azu has enough sense motive for this. Yeah. Hamid, I don't... I mean, give it a go, but you're going to have to roll pretty high. 23. 10. Yeah. <laughs> Azu, you reckon Curie and Eldarion have some history? You don't know what. You don't know specifics. <laughs> but she, seem, yes. she seems more affected by this than losing a, a soldier. Or something. Yes! <laughs> lesbian elders! But then uh, Curie takes a moment, turns around going, that's a severe blow for the cause. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. It's fine. She sacrificed herself bringing us back, so... That sounds about right. Did any of you discover anything useful about the uh, simulacrum, etc., while you were there? There's a chance. In Rome? Mm, we didn't really Nothing? Have. No. That's a long shot. We fine. made significant progress before we were sidetracked to Rome, but obviously seems the world has changed a great deal. I don't know if anything we were doing or knew was relevant to what's happening now. We, we assume you know what happened in Damascus. Yes, yes. I uh, I managed to get an, uh, an update from an agent. Oscar Wilde? Is he still... Curie gives a moment. What would make you say that? He was... He was working with us. Yeah. I'm sure I wouldn't know anything about working with a meritocratic officer. Curie sits down. Really? Really? You're gonna mm. you're gonna sit there and be obscure now in this completely new, completely different world. Clearly, we're all on the same side against whatever is doing this. And that right there is the assumption that I have to challenge. That fine, fine. You know the situation better than I do, but Your there's family no... have briefed me about you in extensive detail, Hamid. I need you to give me a detail of your past that someone couldn't fake. I don't care what. They've briefed me on most of the things that they think you would suggest. Our enemy has a tendency of sending back people we thought were dead, only to have them then turn on us when we're happy to see them at the most. Okay. Well, story from my childhood, then? Curie takes a moment. Tell me of the time you broke your father's urn. You don't need to RP the whole thing, (laughs) because obviously it'll take a little while. Do you do so accurately? Do you explain it? What do you do? Yeah, no, I'll... yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to accept that that is a thing I have to do, <laughs> she, and therefore I will use it to establish my identity. She presses you for surprisingly trivial details. That kind of makes sense um, to me, yeah. Yeah. As he was getting a little riled up, so she's just going to be, like, backing you up, I sure. guess? Like, sure, you sure. have an orc shadow. <laughs> uh, I have to ask one thing of you, and I need you to understand that I've asked this of everyone. The fact that you're already meeting with me without someone else checking this is the largest courtesy I could offer you. I'm afraid I need you to take your clothes off, Hamid, for a moment. That surprises me. Okay, why not? Yeah, I take my clothes off. She As he turns around. <laughs> she insists that you turn around once. Uh, thank you for your patience. To explain, there are some signs that we've learned to recognise where someone is in the late stages of uh, turning. That's one of the ways that we've spotted. I have to ask the same of you, Azu. I've been speaking with fair hands. Do you yep, have anything sure. you could tell me? She's, 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 getting, <laughs> she's getting it all off. She's just like, she's so fed up. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'll let you pick what story that she asked of fair hands and your family would you like to share? Ooh. She's spoken to them both. 
as he tells them about who brought her to Aphrodite and what happened to them. Cool. I'm not going to go into that for listeners because they can they can learn that themselves. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to brief. I'm happy to brief Bryn since he hears it. Ooh, <laughs> but no info for you listeners. Uh, that's fine. She accepts it. She also asks the same for the turnaround. Yeah. Curie then does a peculiar thing where presumably does the same with she Ed. locks the door. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? Ed, what is it with Ed? He has just disappeared in my brain. Apparently so. Oh, poor new, Ed. new season. Ed Ed takes a moment and looks to Hamid like, is this okay that, that this is being asked? I'll give him a little nod. Okay, right, yeah. Ed's fine. Cur- I'll help him out of his armour. Curie- I'll probably have to help you out of your armour as well, actually. Curie- oh, like, God! Everything, everything under it, I'll, I will be a perfect gentleman. <laughs> so but- Curie has no information on Ed whatsoever and so asks you to basically vouch that he has been in your sight since you've known him. Yes, yeah. Okay. Curie then is looking a little bit... She's a bit more wary of Ed than you two. She then, without saying a word, starts to tell Hamid of the time that... Basically, the conversations that you had during Bertie's death as something that only you and the rest of the party were present for. And also, quickly, shows herself and put it back on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And she sits down. Squeamishness is a long time behind us. I see. I guess we'll have to get used to some new uh, social norms. You would rather this than the alternative, I assure you. I can only assume you're... This... Absolutely. Am I to understand that you wouldn't talk to us about Oscar Wilde? So does that mean he is dead or gone or made into one of these things? I can about Oscar Wilde within reason. I'm not about to lay bare the entirety of an intelligence network that spans the globe. That's not exactly. I'm only asking you about one man. I didn't know him for long, but he was useful. He was. Wilde is currently his own agent to a degree. That's probably for the best, I guess. Mm. He left the meritocracy before the meritocracy was compromised. And as a result, we have been in contact and providing certain information exchanges with him. Ultimately, he is his own agent who we have been assisting. I am not going to tell you about what at this Very stage. Very well. If... It's good I to know can, that he's however, still alive. That should our conversation prove fruitful, I will be putting you in touch with him very soon. Very well. I'm going to take a break on that weird low-key vibe and then come back in a couple of minutes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome back. So, you're sat with arguably the most well-informed person on the planet. Yeah. You don't have much time. They're very busy, you see. Mm. So... Pick your questions and pick them carefully. Oh, God, Alex. I need to know everything, both in and out of character. <laughs> how do you need us... How can we help? How can we put this right? Curie takes a moment and looks at you appraisingly. I think at this stage, given your previous history, the best person that I can do is attach you back to Wild. The work that you were doing prior to your disappearance is ongoing. Is it related to what's happening? We are working under the assumption that it is. How? I don't see the connection. The path which you all took from London via Paris and so on. At first, that was the initial route that this problem seemed to have begun on. I mean, we were following... Correlation is not causation. Absolutely. We did then take matters into our own hand when it became apparent that the meritocrats were not investigating the simulacrum to the best of their abilities first thing that we did is start chasing down all of that paperwork that you had accumulated. We investigated as much of the research that you dug up as possible, and we have noticed some marked correlations between the, shall we say, organic components that made up the simulacra and the organic components that we should say that have been uh, infiltrating our, our compatriots in Europe and other parts of the world. I've still got the notebook... Is it this to do with the seed that's in it? As far as we can tell, yes. Okay. Now, I was given to understand that as a result of your efforts, Wilde was under the impression that some kind of device was being made in order to counteract the simulacra. Yeah. It is our greatest desire (laughs) that that device might prove useful in our new current war. The problem being that we cannot find this device nor its builder anywhere. Oh. We have tried and we have failed to track them down. As a result, we are forced to... a plan that I had abandoned, assuming that the notebook was lost, as with all the copies. It's my fondest hope that I can convince you to join Wild, convince him to accept your help, and for you to continue your research with the paperwork that you have, and the vain hopes that we might be able to continue the creation of such a device and more information about the seed and track down the what did Grizzop call it a fail safe there was some sort of device so wait what happened to the cult of Hephaestus they were meant to be working on it as far as I'm aware the cleric who was given the device swore adamantly that he had never heard of such a thing and when we pursued the matter he was taken underground by the rest of his church oh however Given his history and his character, I have no reason to assume that he was acting maliciously, unless, of course, he was compromised. He probably made a promise to keep it secret. Well, that promise may have cost us an enormous amount. Of course, I have to be perfectly clear with you. This is one avenue of investigation of countless. I have no promises that this would work. But also, you have managed to bring back, seemingly from the dead, a very early avenue of investigation, which 
may still be pertinent. If we can help, we will. If that's how we can help, that's what we'll do. You said the meritocracy had been compromised. What? As far as we can tell, Guivre has been taken. Taken hostage, dead? Infected by the same process that controls the minds of others? As it stands, as far as our intelligence says, she takes a moment and looks around at the rest of you. The rest of them may not be as in robust health as we might like in such a dire situation, and so they are having to consider their actions more carefully than they have been previously wont to. I know you obviously have strong feelings about their role. Have There's are nothing you... worse than being proven right sometimes. Are you... <laughs> Let's not cast accusations around. I still remember what happened in Prague, madam. Have you tried to reach out to them? Are you working with them or against them or merely disconnected from them? They have, shall we say, rebuffed our advances so far. What I would say is that the meritocratic forces are no longer your friends. They have been so heavily compromised as to be more of a hindrance than a help by this point. The churches have managed to hold themselves up better than most. They still claim that they have no way to formally detect whether someone has turned. But at least they have additional tools at their disposal. Myself and the other Harlequins have been forced to step into a power vacuum that we would have once envied. In a situation that none of us desired. I see. As it stands... Governance is starting to revert. Areas are taking matters into their own hands. We do the best that we can to stay on top of things. Where are the meritocrats? Einstein mentioned they were potentially meeting, having up, having a convocation in the, the, the Far East. Correct. That's still the latest. Yes. What of Tesla? Are you in touch with him? They always told us he was a separatist, but we don't know if he was actually a Harlequin. He was not. Interesting. Is he now? Curie takes a moment and looks at Azu. I'm not sure the same labels <laughs> matter so much anymore. Also true. We have not yet been able to find Tesla. We have fairly reliable intelligence that said that he was in London at the time that London fell. Not oh, he came back from the New World. Correct. Which is less than convenient. That's not good, no. Wait, does that mean that he might have had something to do with it? Or even if he didn't, he might be compromised. And given his role in the simulacrum, again, let us extend this hypothetical argument. Let us assume that the simulacra are related to our current opponents. Let us further assume that the creation of a simulacra was, as I'm now given to believe, by Tesla, not an accident. It follows that either... It seems clear to me that Tesla, and this seems terribly in character, hadn't foreseen the consequences of his creation. Did I, you ever meet Tesla? No, but we you spoke... have quite the read on the man. We spoke with his one-time assistant, Liliana. <laughs> she had the same blindness. They couldn't see that what they thought they were creating could easily be used... For what it's worth, Tesla seemed evil. to recognise it at the end. Well, too late. Correct. I would not be surprised at all if he had accidentally laid the foundations of something terrible by researching 
in a way no one else had ever thought of. I'm but surprised if we you've can... not asked after the health of your family, Hamid. Or you, Azu. Einstein said, Einstein they, said were they were fine. Safe. Are they not? No, they are. He just shouldn't be. That's fine. Very well. Oh, oh, what, what do you mean? Should, should we... Uh, what? There's one way that I can know if you haven't turned. Well, it will be obvious to us in about seven days. Is that the... What does that mean? Quarantine period, the Correct. blue marks. Correct. At the moment, everything I've told you has been a uncharacteristic leap of faith. But Einstein's very much under the impression that you were all well out of it before things progressed. I mean, we've been we were. gone for 18 months. I think that should be clear as soon as you meet my younger brother. We were in a completely different dimension. Which is why, if all is well, I'd like to pass you on to Wilde to continue your work if you're willing. Do you need us to wait seven days first? Are we in quarantine? Let's just say that Wilde is better at handling anyone who's turned than just about anyone we have these days. Interesting. He got very good at spotting turned meritocratic agents. Mm. Quite the eye for it, he would seem. Well, good for him, I suppose. He had his suspicions that something was wrong. So a lot of time to hone that. So are we stuck f- here for a week? No. I feel like I have a thousand more questions still about the world, but I guess we'll have to figure that out. I, I do have another really important one, though, is the spell Eldarion cast that brought us back from the plane. Einstein gave me, at best, a cursory explanation. Go on. Uh, I mean, I can give you a more detailed one but it, the question is it we lost two people wasn't 100% successful she stepped out she left herself behind intentionally but two people slipped whilst we were between places where might they be is there any way we can find them get them back if Grizzop is the one who commissioned the failsafe having him you're asking how to put this. Are they gone? It would be better to assume so. <sighs> Hamid is trying really hard not to cry. Okay, as he puts the arm around you. The best case scenario, and this may be the worst depending on your perspective, is they could be quite literally anywhere. And when you know as much as I do about the nature of... The planes? <sighs> Let's just say that anywhere is a very large, a very empty place most of the time. This is, of course, doesn't preclude the possibility that they could be somewhere habitable, but I think it would be is, extremely foolish to assume so. So, they're not a, dead but dying, slowly, where we can't get them. Is there a way to find out? It, it, it would take an enormous amount of research and resources, which I'm afraid I cannot spare at this time. I understand. There are only two people, but they're... The sad fact is there's one person who I would have trusted to find them. Eldarion. Correct. Of course. She was always more concerned with the... I'm not... Larger picture. I'm not giving up on them. Once the world is ever in a stable place again, I'm going to look for them. Tell... Just... So I know. Tell me how I'd start. Tell me now so I can start thinking about it. I promise I won't let it distract me from what's more important, from helping people here and now, but I need to know where I start so that when I get the chance, I can do it. In my line of work, I've learned that leaps of faith are seldom as effective as arrangements of mutual self-interest. If you two are willing to continue your work with Wilde as you left it off, 
I'm sure it's advanced and you'll need bringing up to speed. I will help you do that. To be clear, you will need access to quite, quite literally the most skilled diviners that there are. And they'll need Madam, it's oversight. not a trade. I'm going to help you anyway, because it's what's right. But then, thank you. Then I will help you attempt to find your friends, because it's right. Tell yes. me the odds. <laughs> Never tell me the odds! <laughs> Infinitesimal. I walk up really close to Azu, mm. and uh, I, can't, I can't, again, sort of, this time I don't even grab your hand. I grab you around the waist and sort of give you half a hug and just whisper, she didn't say zero. (laughs) Oh, I end the episode there. Oh, I end the episode there. Yay. Oh, my heart broke. Good. This is your fault. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Oh, that's the worst thing I could ever imagine putting on a t-shirt with its context. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't say zero. Ow. Oh, you're right. Damn, Alex, you cold. And a thousand shippers all cried out in pain at once. (laughs) Right, yeah, we will end the episode and we will pick up and I promise you it won't be misery the whole way, but it's going to start that way. Clearly. Bye, guys. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial sharealike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Lowry Ann Davis. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at rustyquill.com. Join our community on the Discord via the website or on Reddit at r slash rustyquill. Thanks for listening. More tears in Hamid's house. Kyra is always sad. Kyra is always sad. (laughs) Oh my gosh. God, if you could see Alex's face, you'd want to punch him right now (laughs) as badly as I do. Hello, all. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about the program. The program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.